Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into uh, episode number one week of Jobbing Out. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it, Aaron. That's uh, that's one week as in we are one week removed from WrestleMania, and I'm already back in the complete malaise of, did I really watch eight hours of professional wrestling this week? Why do I remember none of it? One week. Yeah, I I, I literally just pulled up the uh, SmackDown results. I was like, huh. I remember stuff from Raw, but I, not so much from SmackDown. I remember, I remember one thing from Raw. I mean, as we talk, start talking about it, I'm sure I'll be reminded of it. Um, but yeah, that's where I am. Uh, on top of that, Brandon is out. Uh, I, I don't even know what you do when you go to Coachella. Like once upon a time, I, I, I looked at the lineup that he shared for tomorrow at Coachella, and I was like, I, I, I guess I'd be interested in seeing gorillas. Like, I guess. But that's about it. <laughs> there Wait, is isn't, isn't tomorrow Bad Bunny, or is that later in the week? Tomorrow is Bad Bunny. Look, I like I like the idea of Bad Bunny, but you're not going to get me to sit here and pretend like I know any of his music. I don't. Well, that's that's fair. <laughs> like I I appreciate again him as an idea. He seems like a good dude. I I I wish him well, but like it's it's just not for me. Um. I don't know, whatever. He's out there doing whatever it is that you do when you go. I, I think not bathing is what you do when you go to Coachella. I'm pretty sure you just don't. What is, I, I saw that they they added one quantity too. Oh, did they? All right. Well, then. Yeah. That, I don't remember if it was Co one of the festivals posted a lineup this year. And I remember it was the first time ever that I saw a major festival. And one of the people they had listed as a headliner I had never heard of. I was like, oh, I'm that old now. Even, uh, even I, I've even, been there. I've definitely been there. Even the headliners, like once upon a time, I would be like, oh, man, I got to the third line of the festival and I didn't know who these people were. I legitimately didn't know. I think it might have been Lollapalooza that announced the lineup. And I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. a long way from Lollapalooza being all right. Anyway, it's a different show. We'll do that a different day. Um, <laughs> we could just do it at that show. We're just we're old. Oh God, we could absolutely do that show. It's all that basically. It's all I know any longer. <laughs> like if I'm being totally uh, honest, a, a, a few weeks ago I discovered a new like how how you know you're old thing that I hadn't actually heard before. When when you're at a club and the most excited you get is when they uh, use songs you uh, like for like the five second transition. A when you're in the club, period. Yes, but you then could have ended the sentence right yeah, there. But specifically, your your favorite moments are like the five seconds and the the songs that they play in the transition between the songs. I I didn't know that was a thing either. If I'm being Aaron, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so old. You could have ended. The, you, you know you're old because you're not going to be in a club like that day. Yes. Is not. I know you live in Vegas now. And so, like, everybody in Vegas is a, a douchebag 50-year-old that still goes to the club. Like, I understand the way that city works. That that will not be happening for your pal GC. <laughs> there will be none of that occurring anytime soon. All right. Um, I I guess the big story of this week was we finally got – is was the Trish turn the biggest story of the week? Like – there was were there... a few. I, I think there were a few kind of headline stories. Nothing was a true main eventer, but you had a few like solid B news bites. <laughs> okay, well, you tell me where you want to go then. This we, week. we can do. Let's let's do Trish. I think that's fine. I mean, I I I, I didn't want to start with it because I was sort of like, okay, 
I mean, I guess we we all kind of thought it was coming. I always thought it was weird. Like, why was this necessary? The answer appears to be to get to a Becky Trish match at SummerSlam. And I have no problem. Is it at SummerSlam? Oh, that was the story. The story this week was that they're not moving it up. Like, the plan was always... I, I figured it was, like, Saudi, to be honest. Um, no, the st- like, multiple reports say... Hang on a second. Uh... Uh, Meltzer is the first to say All right. uh, that the plan was for SummerSlam, which kind of makes you wonder if they only did this on Monday. By the way, who wasn't there on Monday due to these? Like alleged- half the rock, like everyone who came in at the end wasn't legitimately wasn't there till the end. Okay, there, there so were like, there were a number of people who weren't there. Well, who wasn't there at all? Like who who never made it? The Miz was one because they were going to do more Miz. Something, I guess it okay. wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have, maybe they had a Miz Riddle match set up. Maybe. Oh, that does sound um, familiar, right? Uh, there were there were. Let's see here. Uh, of course, change the travel issues. About one third of Raw was likely changed. Yeah, Miz was facing Matt Riddle. Um. Yeah, this is I, great I, uh, podcasting right here. Here we go. Sami Zayn, Bianca Belair, Damian Priest, Three Prophets, Rhea Ripley, and Matt Riddle were some of the stars who faced the worst travel issues. Okay, Miz as well. And Sami ended up showing up at the end. I guess the, the point the point that I was gonna make is that is it possible that they weren't planning on doing that on Monday night? That they were gonna wait a little bit longer. And then because of whoever wasn't there in their scramble, they said, well, let's just go ahead and do this now because we need something that's significant um, because we don't have half of our roster here. It just seems weird if the plan is was SummerSlam and the plan still is SummerSlam that they would move it up that dramatically because you would think that you'd want the belts on Lita and Becky if you're trying to drag it out up until SummerSlam. Um, it's plus, I mean, what definitely happened was that match was given way more time than expected because of that. Had that been that announced? Match, had the match been announced? The the Lita, the Lita Becky versus yeah, the tag the, title. The, yes, that had been announced. Okay, was Lita legitimately not there, or like what was the story on that? Well, no, Lita, Lita was back. Remember, she had the backstage attack. Oh, right, right, right. She was there. My fault, my fault, right. I don't know, man. It's weird, and I guess the only thing that's weird about it is, now what do you do with Becky for two months? You know, That's my question. That's why I assumed it had to be Saudi Arabia. You can drag it out to Saudi Arabia. I don't know how you drag it out to SummerSlam. Um, I I guess you could do Becky and Lita get another tag title match because they never actually lost the tag titles. You could could do that. Um, Okay. And have Trish. Well, the, the the word here was that that was to write off Lita. Okay, so then I got nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, like I, I'm genuinely confused by like you you telling me that it's SummerSlam is is I'm trying to figure out doing the math to figure out right, how and, it works. And it's easy because Trish doesn't have to be around. She's Trish Stratus. She probably won't be around most weeks, but Becky should be. <laughs> like, right. Like I mean, I get you can. Did I mean? Did we ever really get the Becky Bailey one-on-one match? We never really got that match, did we? Oh, I'm trying to think. I, I, you might be right about that. I guess, I guess you could. So, do so that. you do it for a little bit, but though they're doing the Bailey and damage control bit, 
I mean, it, which doesn't mean you can't have Becky be involved with that, but then it's less about Becky. And that's again very weird. To well, and, well, and how do you do? How do you do both things? How do you continue to keep the Trish thing relevant and hot while also doing something else entirely with Becky for a couple months before you do that? Like that's the. I, I, I guess I mean, you my... can you you have you have her cut these pro you know Trish is hiding from me you know blah 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 well blah, and blah. and part of it can be that she's in the money in the bank match right like part of that can be you know that 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 buys you an entire program of Becky cutting promos about money in the bank and that's then still Trish... six weeks away before you can even really bring up money in the bank though I agree but that's it's only six weeks you know what I mean like I do think that as I as I sort of plot this out a little bit, you get through payback lash. Although you would like to think she'd be doing something at payback. God, man, I don't. I got nothing. Right. That's, this is all so weird. Which is why, again, I thought it had to be Saudi Arabia. I thought you could get get away with you know you do that re, if if Lee does not ring off, you do the rematch of payback or you do something at at well, payback, payback lash. Okay, hang on. Let me let's do this. Payback lash can be Becky versus Bailey, correct? It can be sure. All right. So you do Becky versus Bailey at Payback Lash. Now, yes, it's awkward because what are you doing at Saudi Arabia? I, I, I don't have that answer. You know, like that's the one I can't plug in yet. Um, and you know, by the way, that it is no longer King and Queen of the Ring. It is now Knight of Champions, Saudi Arabia. Well, that's a weird bit. <laughs> that's a weird bit. Because by the way, that's what you do is you do the Queen of the Ring. Yeah, that would work, right? Like you could do Queen of the Ring. That's a good point. Although, again, I, I'm I'm in favor of. I don't like there being a King and Queen of the Ring when it doesn't mean anything. So I'm in favor of not doing King and Queen of the Ring because it's irrelevant. Like I'm. Although, again, if you're gonna do something in Saudi Arabia, you'd prefer it be irrelevant. Like it's there's so much here. Yeah, my head hurts. My head spins <laughs> trying to solve all of these problems. And by the way, all in the midst of this was another piece of kind of B level news. We have the draft. So how does that factor into everything? When and is the, remind me when the draft We don't know. Is. They haven't said. They just said the draft is coming. Right. And everyone I mean it's hilarious when they say everyone is eligible. Like, no, dude, everyone is eligible every year. Like <laughs> every, everyone's eligible everywhere, every year. You also have the bit where as long as Roman Reigns is the sole champion, the draft is meaningless because you're not dividing the shows. Well, you say you're not dividing the shows. You're you you could be. It could very well be that you're just saying the champion gets to float and nobody else does. But um, you're not doing that. Like that's never happened in the history of wrestling. Well, They've no, never it, been able to control themselves. Uh, once here, one I'll, person I'll, floats, I'll, the people with them will float. Right. Float. I'll play. I'll play the role of Brandon. They tend to for the first couple of weeks. Like for the first couple of weeks. But for the first couple of weeks, they usually have two distinct champions. That is also true. That is also like... relevant. And presumably the entire bloodline would be going with Roman, whatever. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that might be part of the problem as to why it is they haven't set a date is because they realize like, oh, S, we, we don't, what are we doing? It's so dumb. God, everything's so dumb. Like, is, is doing... there a chance, is there a chance that they do the draft and then just give the other side a belt? Well, I've I've said that all along. I, yeah, but but like if you're going to do that, this would be the time, and that would be well, why. No, there were six other times that would have been the time. It would have been the time, so you could have let Cody Rhodes win a belt at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, 
Wait, the way he should have. Like th- there was a billion other times to do this. So for to your point, is this the time? Sure, but the, the eight other times weren't the time either. So and I guess here's here's the question: If you're doing it to give Cody a belt, is that just bad at this point to do it to give Cody a belt? Um, to give Cody a belt? No, 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 no. You don't do it to do that for that reason. But it. But when I say to give Cody a belt at WrestleMania. So no, sh- I, I know what you meant. I, I'm just saying at this and then this kind of it does Co- Cody needs to go after like are you in agreement that Cody needs to go after Roman now after um, WrestleMania? No, and I've and I've told I've said that before. No, you you have no not- no I, I I understand before why not, but now that you're in no, this I mean I, I I get it that you presented yourself the opportunity to do it, but to say that he needs to, no. The story still hasn't been told that Cody has to beat Roman. Like that part still doesn't exist. The only part of the story that matters is Cody, quote unquote, finishing the story. That does not require Roman. Now, you can go back to Roman and you've got more to work with than you ever had before. And that was sort of my point last week. Like before it was a a, a negative. Now you could do it. Um, but it doesn't demand it or require it. Like nothing that you did requires Cody defeating Roman. The only except thing that's re- he had except he had him beat and got screwed over. So did everyone him. else. I mean like my God. But Every- they they did it like like no let's be honest. No one has been this close. No one this. had that long of a match with Roman is the difference. Yeah. Well and it's- no one had him, you know, three finishers down, definitely about to hit the killing blow and something happened. Like this is the this you're, is the most they've got. I, I know they've done other stuff. They've done. I mean, hell, Sammy had the the ref knocked out in the possible three there. That's what I'm saying. Like, like they've they've done it every time. There's been involvement from the bloodline. This is not involvement. Or yes. unique. Like this one just happened to be a better and a longer match that involved more things. And because you everybody believed beforehand that Cody was going to win. We've sold ourselves on it being different because we actually believed he was going to win, yeah. unlike which, everybody. By the way, else. does which by the way does make it does make it difference. Well, it, 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 yeah. it makes it better if that's what you want to spin back to. But again, I keep going back. It doesn't demand it. Cody does not have to beat Roman. Um, can you? Yes, but you got to do a better job of telling a story if you do that. Yep. But there is no the the story. The Cody story was always very simple. Has to win a championship, which is why. The problem isn't that he didn't beat Roman Reigns. The problem is they didn't think this through eight months ago to say we should figure out a way that Seth Rollins is the other champion going into WrestleMania. Like, that's the mistake. People keep harping on the booking mistake. The mistake was they didn't get a belt on Seth Rollins in order to allow for Cody to complete the story and get that moment that you needed and he deserved and would have been electric and explosive and all of those things. So to your point... If what you're saying is, is it worse if Cody now, you know, beats Seth Rollins at SummerSlam to win a second, to win the other, the new, you know, whatever that title is? I mean, it doesn't mean the same, I guess, but. Yeah, I was, I was just having that conversation. Like, I was thinking about the the draft and what it means and why, you know, why you'd be doing it now when it seemed like they were against it and. Out, you know, the Cody thing came up to me, and my first thought to myself was, "Well, is I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about it. It would depend well, how they did it." You know, there was also the report this week that they are they are trying to leave it open for there still to be another chance 
for The Rock next year at WrestleMania. Yeah, like, why are we doing this game? I mean, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. You're you're letting a guy who's not even in the company hold the company hostage. It's incredible. It goes a step beyond that. Now it requires you to 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 leave Roman as champion through WrestleMania next year. Not even till WrestleMania next year. Now Cody has to be. Or sorry, now Ro- I did it again. Now Roman has to be the champion until at least SummerSlam 2024. Like the absurdity of that, of of committing yourself to it at this point is unless unless. The reason they are so gung ho on this is they want the Rock being the one to beat Roman. And and again, that that would be a bigger nightmare than anything else. Like that, but it's almost more logical than anything else at this point. Well, no, when you say more logical, no, it's not more logical. It's just well, that, I mean, as to why are they so willing to bend over backwards for the Rock idea? Like, well, no, but that's not that hard to figure out. He's the Rock. I mean, sure, but like, you don't need the champion. And that's what I would what I would agree with is that you could absolutely just get on with it and do a rock Roman match no matter what. But I their argument will always be yes, but that remember, they absolutely didn't need to do this thing with the Roman and Brock last year. That did not need to happen either. There did not need to be the goofy nonsense that they did the cockamamie belt versus belt thing. They screwed themselves for multiple years because they convinced themselves that something is more significant when belts are involved. And while, yes, that's true, they miss out on the part that some things don't need belts and other things do. And they, it's a, it's a conversation for another day. I don't know. I, by the way, they're also poisoning the well. I have, I have um, two young people that are on my staff at, at my, at my day job. And they were talking about, Oh God, uh, Israel Adesanya and who's the light heavyweight Pereira. and Pereira, like going to try to win the light heavyweight belt. And then they were like, and then they could do a belt for belt, like a match for both. I'm like, Ouch. you idiots, you understand that's not how it works in real sports, right? <laughs> like you don't get to defend two belts at one. You have to pick a weight that you're fighting at <laughs> in order for the like athletic coalition uh. to prove the fight. It's like you, this, this is you've you've been poisoned. You have been poisoned by the WWE <laughs> to believe that you could do a belt versus they genuinely were talking. They're, they're, like, they're all under the same umbrella now. That's true. And I, no matter how many times I tried to say, like, you you guys, you stop it. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Then one person would have to put a belt up and then the other one couldn't. Like, that would be st- who would choose which belt was up for grabs? They were like, well, that's why you just have them both up. I'm like, no, you. What is wrong with you? This is a sport. You have to compete within a weight class. You have to pick a weight class and compete there because the it's undisputed light heavyweight heavyweight championship oh, of UFC. I mean, it was just so mind blowing, and I was like, God, I get it. You've been screwed by Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, like you. <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't have this conversation with you because you don't understand that that's not how the real world works. Although, to your point, maybe maybe Dana White just caves and goes full, like stops trying to be an athletic competition any longer and just says the hell with it. We'll, we'll make what we do fake, too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what a world.
right. Anyway, but, but I guess, we, boy, we, we really went all over the place there. <laughs> I don't even remember how we jumped from one thing to we, another. We we went to from women to what's Becky doing to the draft. To the draft, to, yeah. The, yes, to the, the draft. draft. Yeah, and again, like I can't ever get excited about the draft because it it's it's the this could be an email of WWE events. It's just a listing of who's going to be. There's never any actual stakes to a WWE draft. Like I I I don't know how they haven't figured out a way. I would love for the oh you know it would be awesome if and the problem is they wouldn't want to do it because they're doing it to their own product if they could threaten relegation to NXT like turn it into a Premier League type <laughs> of bit where you know you could create some drama like who's going to be relegated who's going to yeah. be like the problem it's just an email that's all it is it's just a well, tweet Remember in 2019 where they literally posted the what, what ended up being the order of the draft picks? Yes. Up on the site when they were like, huh, that's a weird way that they they wrote out all of the people eligible to be drafted. And then it started like, oh, it was weird because that's the order the of actual, the draft picks. Right, the actual draft picks. But that, that's the point. The point is it's just an email. It's just a list. That's all it is. And you can't make it interesting or relevant in any way. There's no way. I can't believe that we did an event one year for the draft and got 50 people to show up and watch it with us. I can't believe. How did well, we it was, do it? Because it was the first one in a while. Like, it was the split. Okay. It was 2016. And, like, it hadn't been split for several years. And we're like, oh, maybe it'll be. You know, we, we all knew it wasn't going to be different. But we were like, oh, maybe it's going to be different this time. And. For a little bit it was, but like any of them, yeah. once WrestleMania season came around, probably before that, honestly. Uh, were we yeah. also were we also more gruntled at that point in our fandom? Like, were we more willing to play along with things at that point? Mm, when I say we, I most I mostly this is, mean me. this, this is twenty sixteen. We were we were a little disgruntled, but All maybe right. you were. We, we I, had here's the thing we had only been doing the podcast for a year yeah i probably didn't hate anything as much yet. and that <laughs> back then we back then we didn't watch smackdown either or i didn't watch smackdown at least at the because yeah smackdown wasn't relevant until the draft yeah so that that yep. did help i was watching far less professional where there was no AEW. yeah um nxt was just kind you, of coming i was gonna say you were i was still trying to convince you to become a yeah. watcher of nxt yeah, that's right. So I was probably only watching three hours of Yeah, re remember when I got to do a segment to myself all about NXT and we were like, go off the reservation because it's so weird to talk about NXT. Well, and everybody would kill me for the fact that I wasn't watching NXT. They were like, it's the best wrestling there is. I'm like, eh, whatever. I was basically Brandon there. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Like, a little better than Brandon. I, I was able to get you out to this Ring of Honor show. Well, yeah, oh, that's the that was the only difference. Is I would go to MCW shows and I would go to Ring of Honor shows or Evolve shows or whatever. Like that's the only difference <laughs> at that point because otherwise it was raw and nothing else. And God, you know what? It did it having to watch more wrestling sucked the life out of me. Boy, we're, this is turning into a therapy session. It really of, is. Like I'm realizing that was the moment that everything changed. The moment I was required to watch more wrestling during the course of the week, I started hating everything <laughs> and realizing how it was all nonsense and none of it was good. Oh man. All right. We well, want to talk more about wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually. Um, I, I'm speaking of Brandon. He's not with us right now. He's, yes, he's, he's with perished. Us on Earth, but so. um, 
Uh, he sent it a wasn't text. Canceled, he uh, he sent a text to me that surprised me that it came from him, but I also kind of agree with one hundred percent. His text it was across the. Wait a second. Let me let me think about something that you would agree with one hundred percent that you were surprised it came from him. Um. Okay. It said. It said. Uh, I'm not gonna go to Coachella. I'm just going to watch less than Jake this weekend. Well, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. If it came uh, from that's him, point. that is something that he would say. Damn it! All right, I got nothing. <clears throat> I wish I didn't know so much about Riddle. It makes him being shoved in there seem icky. I was surprised how uncomfortable. That's weird. That is weird. Do we know something? Is something changed since the last time? Well, Morse come out around, you know, the, the court filings from his ex-wife. We know it hasn't, you know, we know he's not uh, adhering to the court. Basically, we know that whatever happened between him and his ex-wife is bad. We know he, not that this is the worst thing in the world, but we know that he openly cheated on his current, or was his current girlfriend. Basically, we knew he was a little bit scummier. Um, but no, I mean, out, outside the court stuff, which again is a little bit vague, but we know something not good is going on. Uh, there wasn't all that new, but I talked about it back in 2020, and the reason I'm surprised is because I think I think we were somewhat on the same page, and Brandon was on the opposite side. Yeah. And I was like, like all that came out, and then they they called up Riddle right then, and we were like, oh, this is kind of gross, and Brandon was like, oh, well, the other chick was wrong or whatever, was lying about it. And so now, yeah, he feels like, and I, I kind of felt the same way. It's like you're putting him right into the main event spotlight. Well, beyond I, beyond the personal stuff, you're also a guy who you just had to send to rehab right into the main event spotlight. So, so let's let's take it from a couple different levels, right? I I definitely, you know, I remember feeling very uncomfortable about it, but it's always a very fine line for me too, right? Like they it did there was a process that it went through. And we don't know what process, though. Same process as Velveteen Dream went through the um, first time. <laughs> that that is that is that is true. I mean, like, but this is always a very uncomfortable conversation to have, right? Like, if someone drops their lawsuit, I I don't know what you do at that point. Your your answer, and it's I, I always I don't know what the right I don't know what the right thing to say in these situations is. Is the answer, hey, you just understand that you don't force Matt, like Matt Riddle can be employed, but you don't make him the face of your company? Well, I don't think they were ever going to make Matt Riddle the face of the company. You know, I've but been they, all- they are putting him straight into a main event feud and a, I mean- a main event, feud, but like not, there's a massive difference between, and by the way, it, it won't be the main event. Cody Brown, no, no, the main event. Uh, Almost actually, Bad Bunny is the main yeah, event. Yeah, the Bad Bunny, actually, you're right. That might be the main event, right? But yeah. like, I, I get what you're saying. It's significant. But I guess that with what is the if you're not going to release him, and so if your answer is well, you have to release him. Okay, we can talk about that. But if you're not going to release him, what do you do? And I don't ask that to be callous. I'm not trying to say like, you know, rah rah, WWE's doing the right thing. I'm genuinely asking the question: What do you do? Yeah, and and I was again uh, why it took me uh, back a little bit I, that Brandon came up said that is I I don't know the answer either, but I do feel. Similarly, and and I had said it right after I, I had said something similar when you know the Usos their last DUI and they immediately won the titles and I was like 
oh, that's a weird look. So, yeah, and, so get, and, but, but, and then you pointed out to me, well, how are you going to do the Usos anywhere else but right there? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have an answer to that other than I don't know, but I know it feels icky. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is I don't know what you do because, again, if you're putting him on TV, the storyline demands he goes after the bloodline. Like, it right. demands that. It would be ridiculous otherwise. Right. But it feels icky. You're, you're not wrong. I, I guess, I, you know, if you're saying there's something more, I don't, I don't care that he cheated on it. Like, you can't get me to no, care. No, no, no. But, but the, I, the whole, whatever's going on with it, like, we don't know the exact terms, but we know that the judge is basically ruling that whether it's simply because of the drugs, whether it's because of drugs plus something else, like, well, but the that's, judge that's, is ruling he's not fit to be a father. I understand, but there's a giant gray area there, right? There really, right. and we have to acknowledge that, right? Like if if there is an allegation of domestic ab- abuse, yo, you know, I'm gonna feel extra. That there's no gray area any longer. He's got to go. You have to release him. Um, I, this is always a weird conversation for me to have, man. You know, like it, it's I, there, we don't. There aren't enough defined rules to this i know we're always supposed to believe women and i always want to believe women but i also know that this is america and there has to be a due process and you know like we all of these things matter it's always gonna be tough for me man i i don't disagree with you about using the word icky i'll never be able to embrace and celebrate matt riddle the way that like you know once upon a time you know we we always we were always fans of matt riddle like we were you know, God, we, we had him on for the first time in like 17 or something like that. No, like, no it was 16 because I saw him in 16. Dallas and I, I said right then, oh, my God, that guy is going to be a future WWE champion. Yeah. You get him on and then, he, you know, Evolve was coming. And I was like, we need to get Matt Riddle. Yeah. yeah. And I and I dig Matt. I, I mean, I was I was I was a fan. I like Matt Riddle. And I know that like when we were in one of the WrestleMania, which was it New York? Was that the WrestleMania we were at that he was on the NXT card? Hinver's dream. Was that in a- retrospect? In retrospect. Jesus Christ. But I remember us being like particularly yes. excited about that. Like, yes, I- like that at that time in 2019, Dream versus Nat Riddle seemed like an awesome, yeah. awesome. And that was, I mean, look, that was the same weekend as Kofi Mania and stuff, right. but like that was one of the top matches we wanted to see that week. And I and I just and there was what was the Gargano match at that oh, at- Gargano and Cole. Yeah, that was you know yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Um, I say all of these things to say I will never be able to feel exactly the same way about Matt Riddle, but I, it's sometimes, and I and I have as I've grown, I've kind of come around on this. Sometimes that's on us, right? Like sometimes we, and and sadly, I'm trusting it to a society that has proven themselves unworthy of said trust. But like some things, because we can't get all of the answers, it's our responsibility, right? Like it's our responsibility. Make no mistakes. I feel lesser about the UFC than I did once upon a time, in part because Dana White, because I realize what a giant cretin Dana White is. Um, So they get less of my money. They get less of my support. They get less of I don't promote them the way that I once did upon once upon a time. And that's my small little thing. Now, I can't make anybody else feel any way about that. But Sometimes it's on us and we fail miserably as a society over and over and over and over again. We prove we can't be trusted with that. But sometimes it is like you can be mad at people that put out fake tweets 
but sometimes it's on you. Like sometimes it's on you, the person to say like, eh, I shouldn't have bought that. And I don't know, in a way, I almost feel like it's, you kind of get to make this choice. Like the a group of collective professional wrestling fans can say, not, we're not, we're not feeling it. We're not going to buy gear. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, cheer for, you know, we're not feeling it. We don't want this. And I don't think that's the choice that professional wrestling fans will make. I don't know if it's the right thing. I really, man, it's really hard for me, Aaron. I, I got to be honest. This is yeah. a very difficult thing. No, I I think it's, again, it's, it's something where I don't know what the correct answer is. I don't, I, because again, I can say, man, that I, I can say probably Matt Riddle's just kind of a shitty. I can say that there are a lot of shitty people. Um, I mean, it's the, not the guy that runs the company is a shitty. Well, person. we know that, but you know, we we also have our you know thoughts about him, and we don't want him anywhere near the television. I mean, and we right. we, we are yeah. Um, and and that's where it comes down to is like, no, I, I I'm with you in that I'm never going to be able to get behind Matt Riddle in the way that potentially I could have, I would not potentially, I would have oh, gotten yeah. behind him. Um, yeah. If this is this, you know, if this continues, this isn't just, okay, get through the blind. This is continued. You know, we, you know, at this time, not even, even before or later, not even a year ago, Brandon was trying to convince us that they were going to make Matt Riddle the right. world champion and go on the today show and stuff. Right. And yeah, well, that, you can't get, yes, yeah, you can't get exactly like, there's a lot here. Um, it's something that I think me personally, am I going to turn my back whenever Matt Riddle is on the screen? No. Am I going to, again, ever buy gear? Am I ever going to lose my mind when he comes out there? No. He's just going to be kind of a guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that, you know... Can you still enjoy his matches? Can you still? I look. I you know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answer to this. I don't. I I was gonna say like I I legit. I go to play bar trivia every Monday, and the I swear to Christ, the girl that's what do you call your trivia host? I feel like there's supposed to be a different title, but the trivia quiz host, master or whatever, quiz master, yeah, whatever it is, the girl that's the quiz master. Swear to God, every week includes the ignition remix among her playlist, and every time she does, I, I've heard it every week, and it never ends. The moment that it happens, I like the, the my skin curls a little bit, like I can't believe that an adult human is still in 2023 choosing to include an R. Kelly song in public like I can't believe that and so I was gonna say like but I, but but we know there's no ambiguity there you know what I mean like there's right. no it, it's different like we know unequivocally that is someone who is inhuman who doesn't deserve to walk the face of the earth there is no ambiguity about what R. Kelly is. There's, I've always said, I can't do the same with Michael Jackson. I've never been able to do the same with Michael Jackson. There's a, there's always been enough ambiguity there for me to be like, nope, nope, 
not going to do it. Not going to stop listening. Not going to stop. And this isn't even that. Like, again, that sexual assault allegation was, you know, was was awful. I mean, it was awful. But it's it's one. You know, the lawsuit. Yeah, was... I mean, yeah, his and, and it does such with like his wife is not, at least as far as I know, alleging domestic violence, just that he is an incredibly shitty partner. Right. And that's that sucks. Like, it makes me like him less as a person. Yeah. But man, I and I don't know. I, I know what you're feeling. I understand what you're feeling. But. I, I don't know what the responsibility is of WWE in all of this, honestly. Like, I, you know, for, for their sake, I hope that they have done as much independent investigation as they possibly can. But, you know, they haven't no always been great about that. that. Yeah. Yep. They haven't <laughs> always been great about that over the years. So they might just end up being very embarrassed at some point in the future. And we'll see. For this, we still don't, we still don't know what he went to rehab for, do we? I don't think we do, no. I, don't think I mean, we... other than we're we're pretty sure it wasn't marijuana. Well, I, I don't think I don't yeah. think that yeah. I don't know that is there a rehab for marijuana? Well, a well, but and we also know I don't think they test for marijuana anymore, right. nor do nor do you get judge imposed drug tests for but marijuana. Imagine showing up at rehab and saying it was marijuana and Bob Saget's sitting there <laughs> waiting for you. Like I'd suck never mind. I'm not I'm not supposed no. to do that anymore. <laughs> It's not the show we're supposed to do any longer. No. All right. Is that can we have we covered the Matt Riddle topic? I think so. All right. What else mattered from this week before we get to NXT and AEW? Uh, unless you want to talk about where exactly they're going with Jay, I don't know that there was that much more on SmackDown. Well, I, I, I still, you know, the disappointing part is I still think that they're telling a more compelling solo story. I. I don't know that either one matters unless it's all part of unless they're going to break down the bloodline from within having nothing to do with Cody to let Cody clean the carcass of the blood. Like that's the weird part of their If they're internally breaking down the bloodline for none of them internally to be the ones that conquer Roman, I, I give it Strange all bit, but it sure. I mean, you had to read the tea leaves. They're doing something with the Usos. Well, they're doing something with the Usos. And if the answer is because that they, again, as I've said a million times, if they can land the plane with Jey Uso, it... No, becomes... I, I, I'm not even entertaining that notion. And that's the problem. The problem is, that's the that is, that's it. That's the one, that's the million dollar, that is the, the golden goose. It's the, it, it's unreal that there still is on the table your opportunity to from start to finish tell the greatest story that's ever been told in the history of professional wrestling. But like you, I just don't believe that they're going to go there. They are they continue to hint more and more at the significance of Solo and how Solo stands out and how Solo is different than everyone else and that continues to sort of put that out there in the ether. It still comes off more likely to me that all that does is ultimately help to break down the bloodline, but to what end? If someone is going to defeat Roman Reigns, they should be the one that breaks down the bloodline. As I said, if you're hellbent on going back to Cody, then Cody should be 
match by match, picking apart the bloodline over the course of the coming months. I, I'll, I'll default back to, I don't think they know what the answer is still. Still, I don't think they know what the answer is. We, I remember how flummoxed I was the show we did after the, the Clash at the Castle about there not being a correct answer and us having to acknowledge at this point that they, they clearly did not have a plan at any point whenever this began. Like, it's not just they didn't have a plan when all this began. We're, we're two, two and a half years two in. Two and a half years in, and there's never been a plan. Unless, the, unless Cody plan. is the plan. But like, if Cody's the plan, that's what he should be doing. If if Cody's the hey, if we've got nothing, and we know, of course, Cody wasn't the original plan because he wasn't Cody there. wasn't on the roster originally. Um, if if Cody's the plan now, and as I talked about, like if it's the plan for WrestleMania next year, okay, fine, you can try to drag. But the the way to tell the story is not to have the bloodline eat their own. The way to tell the story is to have Cody eat the bloodline, and. So if that's the plan, and I, I would tell you at the moment, I don't believe it. I don't believe I, – I, I really am swayed also significantly by this this report about them holding out hope for The Rock. Like, I, it's just – it's such a th- them thing to do that it makes me say they still don't have a plan. It's still a we'll solve it when we get there type of scenario, and – and then, then they need to add the, you know, do the draft, add the title, have Cody. No, That's I, the answer right there. If they, if they really are dragging this out. Well, no, I wouldn't. I would out. not get through WrestleMania next year without Cody having won a belt. Um, you know, if I you, wouldn't get through SummerSlam. This I did. Year. I will only disagree with that because I think you can still drag it out and tell a compelling story. Um, well, no, if you're talking about going back to Roman or going back. Either one. Like it, Either one, like, especially if you don't, when are we creating this new belt, right? Like, I mean, I, I feel like you're creating a new belt almost for Cody. I feel like it, it would be I, I hard to do. I understand. I, that, I think it I'm would saying. be very, very hard to do. But but the calendar matters. If they're not creating the belt until after SummerSlam, they can't do it at SummerSlam and they shouldn't do it before WrestleMania. I, that's the, like, if the, so I, I went back and reread exactly what Triple H said in, and he said in a few short weeks, we're going to have what did he say? What so, was it? I think the words were a few short weeks. So let's say sometime in May. But that correct. also doesn't mean they're going to announce the belt at the same time, right? Like No, but then you you have the same problem that you have where you're going, you know, if you if we're saying the belt, I guess you're if, if you're saying that the I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do the definitive split again, you're gonna try to get away from the floating thing. Then you need a champion. Pretty I, 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 Aaron, I agree with that, but they have not shown that they care at all. So, yes, to your point, if they in May hold a draft and decide to announce a new belt, how are they then crowning the? Like, how are they going about you know creating the first champion? What's King of the, the ring, right? Which doesn't exist. So now, <laughs> like. The point being, you still have to get to the part where that's where you don't want Cody to just be handed the belt or have some nondescript win to win a belt. You want someone else to still solidify themselves as a champion for Cody to go over when he wins the belt. We all know that person should be Seth, right? Like it should be Seth 
because there's an, an F ton of history there. So I would say that you should have Seth, if you're doing it this way, have Seth win the belt at SummerSlam and have him look dominant for a while, start reminding everyone about his cockiness and why they want to see him be brought down again. Because right now you wouldn't want Cody to beat Seth because we all love Seth. But if you can have Seth be a champion for some time and become super cocky again and all of those things, then by around Royal Rumble time next year, you can re-engage on Cody and you can create that moment at WrestleMania next year by having Cody beat Seth, which again, should have happened this year. Um, the, the Cody part of that equation might be tough. Why? How do you? How do you how do you keep him as hot as he is right now? Um, I, I you know, t- to the point, I I'll say, you know, he's not in the championship picture anymore. But that that crowd reaction was no different on uh, Monday night. No, I I and and right now I have a problem. And throughout the Brock, I guess I guess if you want to say you stretch out Brock, he's only feeding with Brock till SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and then you find something else for him to do for the fall. Okay, I'll I guess I'll listen to that. Yeah, I mean, I would start with that. Like, that would be a pretty good plan. I still think that there can be, you know, especially if there is a brand split that involves the um, bloodline, there could be a solo program in there for a little while. Um, I feel like if you're not having I, I agree. Chase that, Roman, I'm saying it's you got to get him listen, away. Own, listen to what I said. It has to involve a split. It has to involve that the bloodline were somehow split in your draft. And... Solo mm. is now on a different show than Roman and is no longer involved with Bloodline. That's the only way that that works, because I agree with you. Otherwise, it doesn't. But if Solo is very clearly no longer part of the Bloodline, right? And that might be why they're telling a story right now with Solo and, you know, all that. If there is a legitimate split where he's just a wrestler on a different show that isn't showing up on both shows, that isn't walking to the ring with Paul Heyman, you could still go there for a little while with Cody. If, to your point, if he is, if he is on part of the bloodline, no, I wouldn't do that unless you were having Cody ultimately beat Roman. Um, but then the third part is the, the, the kind of the obvious one is Randy Orton. I mean, like, that's the one. Um I don't know exactly where we are with that, but that's the uh, the obvious thing that you could do for a three month program that would keep him red hot during. Yeah, and uh, and that could work. I, I think the question there is: the more we go without Randy, the more we question about is he going to come back? Oh. Does he get the huge pop when he returns? And is that dangerous to Cody? Well, but again, you can keep the, if he returns in in June. And does something else through SummerSlam while Cody's still working with Brock, it presents you the opportunity to start positioning that in September and having had okay. the, the initial Randy Orton, you know, super happy. Welcome time, back. Yeah. Right. Wear off a little bit and let him become Randy Orton again. So, you know, okay. yeah, you're, you're to, to some extent, you're right that you got to be careful with that. I don't disagree um brandon would step in in here and say right now it doesn't feel like anything can turn it off like i mean i i i I would even go as far as to say with cody not winning the belt like my concern is that cody won the belt and then you position him to seth you'd be effed but with yeah no question with him not winning the belt 
I don't even know that that would be true anymore. Like, I still think that it'd be very 50-50, but I don't think it, people would turn. It, it's clear everybody still wants to see Cody I, in the belt. I, and, and by the way, I'm not saying the fans are going to turn. I'm not saying this is going to be a Roman Reigns situation. But, mm-hmm. you know, we are at such a frenzy. And do do you risk losing that friend? You know, like I, I think know, when, I, when they when they pump the brakes on somebody, even if they're they have long term plans for them, if you pump up brakes on somebody, sometimes yeah. What what I would say is, them. I think Cody keeps that alive by continuing to tell the the story. They continuing to say the finish the story is the story, right? Like that's what people are whipped up about. Is I'm cheering for Dusty Rhodes as much as I'm cheering for Cody Rhodes right now. Like that doesn't die unless you kill it. Um. So I, I, it's the part that's worked here. For everything they've gotten wrong, the finish the story part, the Cody is living out Dusty's American dream has resonated. Like it's, I, it, it's the part that, you know, if and Brandon would be sitting here, I told you, um, that part of it has worked significantly, even for for casual professional wrestling fans. They're embracing Cody living out his father's dream. If you keep that story going and can continue to show him pursuing, it's the next thing I have to overcome in order to live my father's dream. It's that type of thing. I, I'm not too worried about that, but you know. We're a long ways away too, so I'm I'm not gonna overreact to it. Let's what what else what else we, we got to get the NXT and AEW. I I think that was the last thing. I by the okay. way, and something just popped in my head. If if you are going to go that route and he's not going to beat Roman, he's going to win someone else. Uh, let let's go full with the chasing Dusty's dream and what it, if you're trying to make it so whatever this new title is isn't like it's obviously going to be the secondary title, but not feel like it. You bring back the winged eagle. Well, I think that was always part of the plan. I think, yeah. Yeah, well, certainly for fans, it was definitely part of the plan. There's no question about that. All right. Um, okay, so NXT, Ron Breaker's full heel now, and that's good. Except but also for, doesn't want the title. Yeah, that's weird. Although, again, if that's only about him being part of the draft, and they just right, they're trying to figure out something for him to do for a month until the draft happens. You know, th- there are worse things. Like, I'm not... When, when spring break, is that, like, coming up in a couple weeks? Like, yeah, you could have had the blow... That That's the thing. It's like, you could have had the blow-off before the draft. That's what I can't figure out. Because I agree with you. Like, this feels like, oh, we're well, just going up. He's, he's being called up. But you want that rematch before he gets called up, don't you? If, if you're doing a rematch, right? Like, I... Why would you turn him heel if you're not doing the rematch? Why would you turn him? Um, it's a fair question. It's a fair <laughs> question. I mean, it's a fair question. I, I guess I would say, like, it was so flimsy there at the end that I don't really want a rematch. Now, the match was obviously excellent. So, I'm not like, saying... Is, be- is, is it possible that he's not... Com- like, let, again... We're working under the assumption that the draft is in May, and mm-hmm. we've we've seen it with the draft that they announce a draft and then the draft doesn't happen for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always possible. There is an NXT show 
either right before or right after the Saudi Arabia, like the day before, day after. The, the Saudi Arabia is on a Saturday, I think. And then I think, I think there's right. an NXT show that Sunday. Okay. Like, could could this be, okay, we're, we're giving you Grayson Waller for the spring break, super, you know, super Tuesday show. And then the rematch is at the end of May yep. at that big one. That would make That would make more sense. Sure. And, but then and he, the draft is a little well, weird. But I, you know, well, I would, I would go. That could be one of those things where it doesn't even matter if the draft happens beforehand. That you could have him do both things, right, for a little while. Yeah. Um, and you could say, well, yeah, but that's a bummer because then you know he's not winning the belt. Well, we kind of already know he's not. You know, like exactly. So, uh, I, I, it, it's, it's clunky-ish, but I don't think it's that big of a deal if you really feel like doing it. I, there is also a small part of me that just sort of says you need to be on from. Braun Breaker has been a part of the title picture for, you know, literally since you started doing 2.0, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was time for there to be a title picture that didn't involve Braun Breaker for a minute. So I do think it's a good thing for them to show an amount of purpose and give something else there. I, like, it feels like the, the question is, are we waiting for the shoe to drop? with trick and mellow like that's the that to me is the, the part of this that's is trick just always going to be mellow's sidekick um i thought that when mellow you know kind of turned and became more of a face that trick was gonna have to you know kind of go by the wayside and to set up a trick versus mellow thing but is that still the case I think that you can do this for a little bit. I do think it, I, I don't think it's awkward yet. I do think it can get awkward and probably will get awkward fairly quickly here. But if you're saying that they're trying to get through the end of May and then maybe you pull the trigger after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and so much of this will also be determined by, I mean, I think the other question that we have to ask is, do they already know who they intend to have going up? And remember one of the last reports suggested they wanted mellow going up. So is it also possible that Melo's going up with Braun and is going to lose the belt to Grayson Waller? Like that they don't, they don't have a choice. They've got to get the belt on somebody who's still going to be an NXT. And so they can't do the blow off with Braun breaker because I, cause I remember texting you guys this when that, when Brandon shared that report with us and I said, whatever you do, you can't F this up. You have to let Melo have his moment. And I said, after that, the moment is the important part. If, if he's going up all good, you got to let him have the moment first. And even if that means he only holds the belt for, I think I said then until Wednesday. So, so be it. Just make sure he gets his moment. So with the draft being a factor, I'll say, and with there being reporting that they wanted to bring Mello up, I would say maybe there's a non-zero chance that Grayson Waller doesn't win the belt at spring breaking. Yeah. And the only weird thing about that would be, yeah, I mean, not even weird. Like, you can do Grayson Waller, Dragon Lee at TakeOver, and that wouldn't feel crazy. So, Or you could do the same thing that I just proposed. You could still do Waller, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wa the, the, yeah, Wa or Waller, Mellow. Well, or you could yeah, even exactly. do a, a triple threat, right? Like a Waller, Braun, Mellow triple threat at yeah. that show, even if both those guys have gone up. Um I don't know. I don't know. Or you can still do that triple. Or you can have Mello win 
but make it a great match and somehow give Grayson Waller a chance to get back in and do a triple, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a lot of things you could do. Yeah. The draft is a factor. There's no question about that. And that's what makes a lot of this weird. Granted, most of the names we're hearing aren't necessarily like the people involved in top storylines, but any of it has to be taken into consideration. Uh, 100%. 100% it has to be taken into consideration. Um, anything else from NXT that we needed to cover? Uh, I never knew I needed a Dijak Dragunov match, but I absolutely oh, yeah. needed a Dijak Dragunov match. No doubt. No doubt. All in. Who is Tank Ledger? Why are they so hot hot and bothered about him? Uh, I, I'll be honest. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's, if you don't know, well, then we've got nothing going for us. I have no idea. Apparently, he was a football player of some sort. Must have been one of their NIL. I, uh, yeah, let me see. Joe Spivak. Oh, oh, he played on the D-line at Northwestern. So hey. there's that. Yep. They seem to be very excited about Tank Ledger. And good for sure. them. Yeah, yep. okay. that's what I've got. That's what I've got. Be- better than not being excited for. What him. was the bit going on Twitter today that like the Cavender twins might be? Yeah. What's what's that. that about? I mean, apparently they've at least. This isn't the first time we've heard they were interested in them because, well, why wouldn't they be interested in of them? Course. But the, it seems like there's actually at least some talk about it. I guess they were on the Today Show, and apparently, like they, they brought up. Um, this was the quote we love we love the WWE their fan base the sport the fitness side of it that fits Hannah and I's brand and aligns with us they're a great partner and we're excited about the future with them that's a pretty so wait, are, did they get one of the NIL deals from I, thought WWE? They, I thought they yeah. did but okay, again so that doesn't necessarily mean they're in WWE but correct because those those so yeah, okay so they they did sign them they they were part of that first NIL. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, look, it makes cool. all the sense. it makes all the sense in the world for WWE. It it would seem odd that they, given their brand value, would commit twenty four seven to being professional wrestlers. They 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 have so much going for them that I'd be surprised that they'd be willing to put in the type of work that would be necessary in order to become. You know, like they, they would seem like they would want to be doing that the way that Jake Paul is doing it. Now, I get it. Jake Paul is, or said, I say Jake Paul, Logan Paul, which, which, Logan Paul. yeah, Logan yeah. Paul. Um, I get it. Logan Paul's been better than anybody could have reasonably expected, but he's, I, he's I, also as, as big as the Cavender twins are, he's bigger. Like he, you right. can get away with him doing four shows a year. You can't get away with the cat, him. right? Correct. Like they would need to become the Bellas, and the Bellas were literally. 24-7 professional wrestlers right. for a very long time. Now, um, maybe, by the way, maybe that's if, if you are, if you're WWE and you're really trying to to get them, you say, we're going to position you like the Bellas. We're going to get make sure you get a reality show. We're going right. to do this, this, and that. And so you are going to be, you know, full-time uh, WWE superstars, but you're also getting the Bravo or wherever it ends up landing on. You're getting that audience as well. So you, we are putting you in probably the best position you can, whether or not that's true or not. That that's the pitch right. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. There's no. It's very very interesting. 
All right. Um, quickly, AEW. Boy, we've talked so very little AEW, and we only have a couple of minutes yep. to do it this week. Um, um, speaking of uncomfortable returns. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jeff Hardy, right? Um, you know, I've said this before. I I kind of I didn't want to see it ever. Like, and it, I I guess I appreciate the fact in a weird way. I appreciate the fact they kind of buried it in the middle of the show. Like, yeah. that, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like if it was a one more match thing and they, they very clearly set it up as a as kind of a one more match thing, I, I still would feel uncomfortable, but I wouldn't feel nearly as uncomfortable. But if this is like, all right, we're we're resuming what we were going to try last summer. This is going to be one final ride for you guys. Right. I feel really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I mean, I I have no interest in it. I mean, part on top of it, I have just no interest in anything that Matt Hardy's been doing. So, like, nothing about that storyline is interesting to me. So, like, you're bringing him back. And it's not even for something redeemable. Like, I, ugh, just gross. Just all around gross. Um, let me let me cover two things. We we barely got to talk about it. I I can't believe, like I'm still seven days removed and I, or eight days removed, whatever you are now. I'm still not over the MJF thing from last week. It's the like it was. It's the best thing they've ever done in AEW. It's the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. It's it's unreal. This week, it. The way to make a statement that Darby Allen isn't being cucked by Sting is not to have Sting come out and cuck Darby Allen. <laughs> That's not the way that you prove that Darby Allen isn't cucked mm-hmm. by Sting, is by having Sting cuck Darby hey, Allen. You know, the funny is, everybody wrote the same thing <laughs> is that Max calls him Sting's bitch. And Sting comes out to defend him to prove he's not his bitch. I mean, it's it's just it's <laughs> unbelievable. The, how... the funny thing is, like overall, what Sting said, what Sting did was actually good. Somewhat, but the other thing that he missed is that he was also like Sting's been a babysitter for Darby Allen. When Sting was bringing up everything other than Cody Rhodes, and I would even include the Cody Rhodes story, those are all contemporaries. Like Sting is a retired professional wrestler who's a thousand years old who has been responsible for babysitting Darby Allen. When Sting compares it to his relationship with Ric Flair or his relationship with Kevin Nash, those were his contemporaries. They were not legitimately 30 years older than him or younger than him. Like, those, there's no comparison. There has been no parallel to how embarrassing it has been. What again, we can have our room for a reasonable discussion about, you know, Darby Allen and some of the things that exist in his closet, but they have cut him out at the knees with Sting. It has not been any sort of, you know, healthy partnership between the two of them. So, I get what you're trying to say in that like in the promo was kind of effective in a little bit of a way, unless you actually listen to the words, in which case, no, dude, you're not telling the same. You're trying to, you know, you're trying, you're doing apples to oranges now and trying to make it a legitimate comparison that it is not. There is nothing that has been comparable to a rising budding star being forced to play second fiddle to someone who's 60 years old. Yeah, I mean, when I said it was good, it's more good in a bubble. Like, obviously, the whole idea, we, you know, 
what are we on year two of this or over two years i mean not year two of it but it's been over two years of this like it's not good it can never be good the whole premise of it is terrible and at best you can make it palatable during the matches like that that's kind of what you're hoping for right now but if you take it out you know you put it in a smaller bubble and say what's the you know the just in the bubble the sting segment not bad I, i actually enjoyed a lot of it but yes obviously the whole thing sucks as far as Sting, Darby, and hopefully, nah, I'm not even going to say because we've said it too many times on this show. Like, hopefully, this leads to them separate. They're just never separating. So, I, I did see the, you know, some spec, and I think it was Meltzer just kind of opining more than saying any sort of rumor or anything. But if you're trying to sell out Wembley Stadium, you make it Sting's retirement match. Um, so there's that, but I don't think that was a report or even a rumor as much as he was just saying, all mm-hmm. right, how are you going to sell out Wembley Stadium? Like Sting that? versus Darby? Sting, or just Sting retirement. So that, what would that match be? I, I don't know what that match would be. Oh, that's where I actually get nervous. I mean, there's a non-zero chance that they think it's Sting versus Ric Flair, right? It's like but, no, I mean they they got it after Flair's last match. I would assume no company with any reputation to protect would have Ric Flair in the match. Okay, okay. Like, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's giving them too much credit, but his his last match was such an I, utter debacle. I I understand. I understand entirely. Um, I, I don't know. It was one of those weird things where, like, for a second. I thought it was for a second. I was like, this isn't bad. But then again, actually thinking about the words that he said, I was like, no, no, that doesn't work. And again, it didn't erase the actual problem. And it, it, the, the bigger problem being not only did it not erase the actual problem, you called attention to the problem unknowingly. And that's worse because he's supposed Darby's supposed to be the face, like not supposed to be the problematic part of this story. Um, you're bringing more attention to how problematic it is unnecessarily. Like it would be just so much better if you didn't have Sting show up. Like let Darby... especially not that way, not the like literally proving what he said. It's, I, I I mean I I can't get over it. Like I, it's one of those. Um, no, Darby Allen is. I, I'm getting a lot of questions about my Darby Allen is being cucked by Sting t shirt that I feel like could be answered by my t shirt. Like, right. it's that situation. You're announcing to everyone, you're saying loudly, no, what MJF is saying is correct, is right. And then still wanting me to believe that he's the bad guy in this whole process. <laughs> like, the weird bit. And it, it, it's so weird and so on the nose that it's like, it's almost like they're, you say that they're unknowingly doing it, but it's so on the nose that it's hard to believe. Um, No, it's not hard for me to believe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because I get what you're saying, that it almost feels like maybe they're trying to, to plant the seeds for there to be a turn or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's that as much as they're just, you know, they, they feel it's better to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Like, I don't know why they would think no, that, but... No, it's not better, because you're right, not fixing I, but, but I, it's I better, don't disagree at all. It's better to acknowledge it if you have a plan to fix it. If you have no plan to fix it, leave it the F alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. Let sleeping dogs lie. By the way, are, are we at this point 
now convinced that the four-way match is going to be Memorial Day weekend? I, I guess that's sure. I mean, granted, they're kind of spinning Jungle Boy back to Luchasaurus, but that could be, you know, we're, we're still seven weeks away from Memorial Day weekend. So maybe that's just kind of in between. So you, you, you think there's still a chance it could just be MJF versus Darby? I think there's a chance, yeah. Okay. I would I would kind of say, why did you go this far to not, you know, pull the trigger, right? Like, I think that would be a huge disappointment if if that's where we end. Um, why lay that all out there to not see it through? I just, you know, why why do you reintroduce Christian and uh, Luchasaurus to jump away? Why introduce Christian? Um, again, oh. sometimes you can end the sentences a couple words before you do. Um are there are there any other significant shows between now and? I mean, I'm I'm sure there's one of those you know weird. Say that we're things. only like five weeks out. It's, it's not five weeks. It's like you know, today see. is April thirteenth. To like, what do you mean? We're not. It's about like <laughs> maybe three, six or five. Okay, six, six, six more okay. dynamites. Okay. Like, yeah. It's that May third feels like it should be something, but. Well, maybe it is. Although I don't know how that. Well, no, because the NBA playoffs only affect Rampage now. They don't affect Dynamite anymore. So, let's see. Do, do we have? Okay, hold on. Let's see the special events here. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, just double or nothing into Forbidden Door Two. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge miss. That's a huge miss. We don't need any. We never needed any more with Christian. That's awful. I mean, it really is awful if they went through. I, all- I, yeah, I, I'm not even the necessary necessarily against Luchasaurus coming back at some point because they didn't really finish that story. Mm-hmm. But not now. That that could be after because we, we didn't expect Double no. Boy to be winning. You, you can do that after the no. match. It's it's it, it's really atrocious. Now again they could make the argument they want to save the the four pillars match for Wembley Stadium, but then why do MJ I, I also don't challenge? know what that Wembley Stadium show is. I'm I'm a little confused. Well, isn't it right essentially right? the Labor Day pay-per-view? They're just doing it a week early? That's what I'm trying to figure out because there was a report that they're still doing both, which is oh. weird. And, and that's what that's there, why that's uh, we didn't get it we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I really went from oh, this is awesome. Doing a Wembley Stadium like that does yeah. that's a big deal. For once Tony Khan's big announcement was a huge announcement. Right. That's a big deal. And then when the rumors were well, they're calling it all in because they're still doing all out. Yeah, that's, that's what terrible. I was like. Yeah, I was like, what? So what is this? Is this, this this just another forbidden door? Is this just another, you know, something like that, which would be really, really bad. So I'm, I need that clarified before I get too excited one way. Yeah, I get. I I would tend to agree with that. They got to get. I if they're doing both, and wouldn't they? Wouldn't they literally be a week apart? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a giant no. But that's. That's dreadful. Like it's it's beyond bad. That's unconscionable that they would be. You you've got another event coming up. At, you've created the Grand Slam thing to make it a thing. You already have enough of a problem with the fact that Grand Slam is so quickly after your pay per view. Right. My God, imagine them trying to do Wembley Stadium pay per view Grand Slam all in the span of a month. Forget it. Forget it. Atrocious dreadful but also probably guarantees that CM Punk is definitely going to be back within the next couple of weeks. Well, now now there's rumors that he'll be back by Forbidden Door. Yep. So. Yep. 
almost guarantees it to uh, make sure they have him in the fold. All right. You want to get some plugs in? Yeah. Uh, Good wrestling. Obviously, double or nothing. You know, as much as we're going to be griping about it, it'll probably be a good show. You might be coming out to Vegas if you do. Come check out the Circa. Circa's great. Great place for sports fans. Great place for everybody. And uh, follow me on Twitter at the Aoster. And you can go to the club with Aaron while you're out there. That's a thing. An option. Uh, Brandon's got shows coming up at Ramshead Live. I'm pretty sure I'm going to something there. Gaslight Anthem, I'm going to see there. I don't know if there are still tickets for that or not, but I'll be there. Uh, Go, gramsheadlive.com. And uh, if you see, if you're at Coachella this week, it's Coachella, not Coachella. If you're at Coachella this weekend, I, I don't know. Do whatever people do at Coachella with him. So the, tell you're probably not listening to this. If uh, almost certain, I almost would guarantee there's got to be no crossover between those two camps. It, by the way, if you're at Coachella and listening to this show, like do a screenshot somehow prove yes. that because it would be the greatest picture ever. Well, yes, but we are. All, I would say we give you something, but we're not going to do that either. We have nothing for. Well, you. we we will retweet you. I will. You know what? This is a promise I think I can make. I will have Brandon get you into a Rams head live show of your choice. I think I can make that promise. There we boy, go. Boy, I don't know if I even can. But if I can, I'll make that promise if that's the case. Um, and uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. He's at AJ Francis 410 for him. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 Vent, 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. I have Burna Boy, Becky G, Doichi, and Record Safari are all playing on the main stage. I don't know any of them. <laughs>